Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. I want to read the scripture, First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Uh, it says this, the Apostle Paul's writing, and he says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest... When I've preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Let me read that again. Paul, he writes, he goes, but I discipline. Someone say discipline. Have you ever tried to be disciplined before? Anybody show of hands? You, you ever tried to be? Anybody, have you ever tried to be disciplined to wake up early? Anybody? Anybody, have you ever failed at waking up early? Can I get an amen? Uh, what, what is the most disciplined? Just shout it at me. You've ever been disciplined to wake up early before? What's the most disciplined like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 5 a.m., 3 a.m. Okay, anyone? Okay, so that's, that's like try hard. Let's, we'll move on. Um, uh, someone that's not 3 a.m., you, you have right here. 4.30 or 5, okay. Any 4.30, 5 o'clock people, you're trying to get up early for, to work out, to lift, to get big for the summer, or whatever you're trying to do. Paul, Paul goes, he goes, listen, I discipline my body. Like, I'll give you a real example. Tonight, I promise you. There will be a, a battle of discipline in my body. Because every time I leave church on Wednesday nights, I get, I get a snack attack. And they're all on what maybe it's because I've been programmed for years and years of youth, but only one thing on Wednesday seems to want to satisfy my snack attack, and it is Taco Bell. Who am I preaching to? Any Taco Bell people in the house? Like, I promise you, every Wednesday I like I leave, and if my wife calls me, I'm like, no, I'm not answering. I'm not answering. I'm, get behind me, Satan. I'm not answering my wife's call because every Wednesday she's calling me. Well, calm down. Just let me get to the point. She's calling me and she's like, yo, do you want to swing by Taco Bell? And she already knows the answer is yes. I kid you not, a couple Wednesdays ago I was in the drive-thru and it was like 9.30 at night. And I told the lady at the window, I said, hey, you should be ashamed of yourself. And she said, what? And I said, yeah. I'm about to eat this food you're going to serve me, and I'm going to feel sick in like 30 minutes. This is your fault, not mine. She laughed and thought it was funny, thankfully, because I would have been offensive if it wasn't. But Paul goes, he goes, I discipline my body. I tell my body what to do. I don't let my body tell me what to do. I don't let my emotions tell me what to do. I don't let my cravings, I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. I, I handcuff that thing. I, I put that thing on, on a leash, if you will. He says, lest, lest when I have, have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Have you ever met someone before that they're really passionate about something, they just don't actually do it? Like, like, do, like do you know the person that's passionate about health food and then they with me at Taco Bell? You know what I'm talking about? Like they're, like, they're, they're low-key judging you at lunchtime because you're eating cafeteria food and they got their organic free-range meal. And then you see them at McDonald's, you're like, hypocrite, you were preaching health and now you're eating hell. Like this is, this is not, it's not, it's not okay. Paul, Paul goes, there's this discrepancy a lot of times with you and I that we know things. We, we tell other people to do things. We, we have things that we encourage and we, we give to other people. We just don't take our own medicine. And Paul, Paul says, no, no, no. So I, I've learned to discipline my body and bring it into subjection. 
so that I don't become that person that knows things and tells people things that I don't actually live myself. Anybody by show of hands, you would say, um, even if I feel uncomfortable, like there's something in me that I actually do want to be used by God at some level to like help people know him. And like, there's a lot of us. Listen to what Paul, Paul says. He, he, he goes, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to other people, I myself should become disqualified. In other words, he goes, I don't want to lose credibility because I know stuff and I preach stuff and I tell people and I encourage people and I project an image of something. Actually, I'm not living out myself. Brandon, how does the scripture relate to what you want to talk about? What, what I want to talk about really briefly tonight is uh, there's no title to the sermon, but if you want a title, you could write this down. There's no magic in camp. That, if I had a title, that would be my title. There's no magic in camp. Have, have, have you ever uh, had something in your mind that, like, was a bigger deal or, or more spectacular than it actually is in real life? Like, like have you ever seen a commercial, if you even know what commercials are anymore because TV doesn't exist, um, but have you ever seen a commercial for, like, a new food item? And you're like, oh, we got to go to that place and get that item. And you get there, and it's like, oh, the menu looks so much better than, than this right here. I, I think if we're not careful, we can take things like camp. Someone say camp. By the way, this is a terrible message to preach before camp, but a great message to preach after camp. Uh, we take things like camp, we're like, oh, camp, man. Camp, bro, I got to be at camp is everything because, like, God's always there, and he moves so powerfully. And, like, it, it's like life, like, I got to be at camp, and we... We, we put magic on camp, like, like there's this magical thing that happens at camp that only could happen at camp. But, but, but I want to give you just four thoughts tonight, uh, and these four thoughts are, are, are why, some will say why, why we sense God moving at camp. Just give you four, four quick thoughts. Number, number one is this, is because when we go to camp, we're pushing aside distractions, we're, we're, we're literally, like, we have the rule, some of you, it's like, it's why I didn't go to camp, bro. We have the rule, like, no cell phones, no electronics at camp, because part of what we're doing at camp is we are pushing aside things that, 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 that are vying for our attention. We're pushing aside distractions that take our focus off of, off of him. Number two, you can put this down. The second reason that camp works is because we're opening God's word and we're praying and praising with intentionality. Like, like, basketball can't maybe, football can't maybe, science can't maybe, but it'd be weird to go to church camp. And you get to the end of the week, you're like, hey, um, we never opened the Bible this week. We, like, we never even, like, we didn't even pray for our food. That, that, that'd be weird. No, camp, when we go, we're intentionally, on purpose, we're, we're opening up the scripture and we're saying, God, we need to hear you. God, Speak to us. We're on purpose going, we're going we're gonna to put bands together and we're going to gather corporately and we're going to sing and we're going to worship. We're, gonna we're doing all of these things intentionally. Number three, if you're taking notes, you, you can write this down. The third thing is that we, we surround ourselves with godly community. So, so like, like I, maybe this happened at camp. If it did, don't tell me because I'd be afraid. But, like, I bet no one like, got offered drugs at camp. Like, hopefully only the nurse was passing out drugs at camp. You know what I mean? But it's like, when you go, when you go to camp, you're literally surrounded by people who, who are going the same direction. By the way, this is not the sermon, but let me just, just preach on this for a second. When we talk about godly community, here's what we're talking about. 
We're not talking about people that go, oh, yeah, bro, like, I totally believe there's a God. Eh. Just because you say you believe something doesn't mean you qualify for one who is pursuing Christ. When we say godly community, what we mean is, and I'm trying to get around people that I kind of get swept up in the movement, if you will. Like, like, the, the, like the current of my, uh, of my friends, the current of my environment, it kind of like catches me and moves me forward because I'm surrounding myself with people that they're moving that direction. When you go to camp, you're literally around people, for the most part, who, who they're moving that direction. And the current of the environment, like a wave, it, it pushes you and, 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 and it draws you closer. And fourthly, you can write this down, that we... Uh, number four, you can write it down, that we talk openly, we pray for each other. I've had conversations with people at camps that I could never have with them back home. Not because camp is special, but because something about camp, it, like our hearts are open. And all of a sudden, we're willing to have conversations. We're willing to open our heart. We're, we're willing to say things like, you know what, I'm actually really struggling here. Like, like I saw people at camp, come, come to the front, come to the altar, like calling out to God, having a moment with God that I'm like, I didn't even know you could move. I, I, I like, all, when, I, when I see you, it's like you're glued to like this posture. I, you, he speaks, she speaks. Like, I, I didn't even know your mouth moved. But something about being in the presence of God, it, it moves you. So you start talking openly and share, like, man, this is what's going on. This is what's happening, and, and we're praying. And all of a sudden, what we have is we have a, an experience or an encounter with God. Can I tell you that God is not random? God's not random. Like, like actually, we're like, yeah, you never know what God's going to do. Ah, kind of. But in a more real way, we kind of can know what God's going to do because we've been given the Scripture. And here's what, here's what the Bible says. Go, go back to point number one. In the booth, Jaden, point number one, the, the Bible says that, that when we push aside distractions and we, we put our focus on him, that, that he shows up. Jeremiah 29, 13, I believe it is, it says that when you seek God and you do so distraction-free, when you do so with all of your heart, with all of your attention, he will be found by you. Number two, you can throw this up. When, when we not only... Uh, push distraction aside, but when we open God's word and we pray and we praise with intentionality, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God. Someone say, draw near. Draw near, draw near to God and God draws near to you. Point, 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 point number three, surrounding ourselves with godly community, Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men will become wise. First Corinthians 15 says, don't get deceived, bad company. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be bad company. Don't, don't. Bad company, it corrupts good character. In other words, the Bible goes, be cautious of your circle because your circle determines who you are. Fourthly, when, when, we, when we talk openly and pray for each other, the Bible says this, confess. Someone say, these are my confessions. These are my confessions. You're too young for the Usher song. These are my confessions. But but, but the Bible goes, hey, confess your trespass. One you know what it doesn't mean? What, what it doesn't mean is like, hey, Isaiah, can, um, can, can we just like, just you know, set aside? So I'm here today, Isaiah. Um, don't look at me, man. Don't look at me. 
I'm here today to confess to you all of my, what, what it means by confess your trespasses is to be like, hey, man, can I talk to you about something? Hey, hey, I, this, this might not be a great time, but can I just share with you, I'm really struggling. The Bible goes, confess your stuff one to another. Pray for each other that you may be healed. Camp's actually not that magical. If you think about it, we're just, when we go to camp, we're just doing what the Bible says. We're just putting distractions aside. We're intentionally leaning into God. We're getting around people who are moving the same direction. And we're opening our hearts and we're sharing and we're praying. Brandon, why in the world did, did, did you read 1 Corinthians 9? Because can I tell you that we should be experiencing the moments and the atmosphere that we sense and we, we should be experiencing that on the daily, on the regular. Because these patterns are not patterns that we adopt twice a year to, to, to go away to a camp. These are the patterns God says, live your life this way. Am I the only one that went to camp or the only one who's ever been to a camp that you're like all in and then you get home or you got home Sunday night and this thing turned back on? I, I was literally, I was in my bed. Have you ever like know you need to go to sleep but you don't want to go to sleep? And you're kind of like, like, like it's in like zombie mode, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I can't feel my thumb. It hurts so bad. Nope, it's numb. Why am I still scrolling? I don't even know what I'm looking at. I hate that person. Why do I follow them? Block, delete. Like, but I'm, like, I'm on Sunday, like, I'm tired on Sunday night, and I find myself, I'm just like, and it occurred to me, what are you doing, bro? Like, how do you go from moments of focus, and it's like, all right, camp's done, cool, right back into zombie mode, where I let my cell phone and I let my, my world just distract me. I haven't even thought about God. Why? Because I'm so distracted. Matter of fact, next week, someone will say next week. Uh, I don't often do this. Um, I used to, but I don't often do it anymore. Um, I'm telling you, you cannot miss church the next four weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to preach four sermons, a series that I'm going to call Distracted. And I'm going to talk about the power of distraction and how it's killing us. And how we get, you got to be here. But we... We get so distracted. Paul goes, hey, um, guys, we all know these things. We could all probably encourage other people in these things. So that we don't become the people that know the, these things and encourage other people that we're disqualified. We should discipline our lives. We should say, God, my life needs a, a measure of discipline. And rather than just giving into the craving of distraction, God, I need to to be disciplined to push aside distraction more regularly. Rather than just when it's convenient, God, I need to be more intentional to, to daily, weekly, regularly open your word, read, and pray. God, rather than just allowing my surroundings to consume me and my friends to choose me, God, I need to actually choose the right friends and the right people so that my environment consumes me and moves me in the right direction. Can I say your environment currently is consuming and moving you? The only question is what direction are you being moved in? God, I, God, I, God, I need to be, need to be more intentional to get around the right people. And God, it's awkward. But I need to get better at opening my mouth and talking 
I need to get better, open my mouth, and be vulnerable today. Can I just be honest? I'm having, like, the worst day ever. I was talking to a friend today, and, um, like, have you ever realized there's things that we just say because it's just normal to say? And so he, he calls me, and, and uh, he, he, always, he always calls, and he always goes, hey, bud. And every time he answers, I'm like, I'm not your buddy, bro. I'm actually older than you. Like, don't, like, hey, bud. I'm like, just, I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? How you, Aubrey, I'm do, doing good. Family's good. And, and he was joking, but I said, how are you doing? He goes, terrible. Life is the worst. And I'm thinking about committing crimes. And, and I started laughing because I'm like, 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 you're just being dumb. But, but we just get, get into, like, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Everything's good, good, good. And, and we're often not honest. When's the last time someone's like, hey, how are you doing? And you went, honestly, I'm not well. Honestly, I'm, I may be in one of the most difficult seasons of my life. I, I texted a friend recently and I said, hey, um, I don't need you to tell me what to do because I'm a pastor and I kind of already know the right answers. I just need you to encourage me that I should, like, not give up and keep going. Because sometimes it's not about knowing the right answers. It's about, I just need encouragement. I need, I need someone to come around me and lift my arm. When's the last time you were honest with someone? When's the last time you said, hey, would you just pray for me? There is power in pushing aside distraction. There's power in being intentional to lean into God. There's power about getting around the right people. There's power in honestly saying, I need help. I need encouragement. Pray for me and actually praying for one another. Can I say none of this stuff happens automatically? Because nothing in us, including myself, nothing in me wants to do these things all the time. But Paul goes, I discipline my body. I, 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 don't, let, I don't let my body tell me what to do. I tell my body, no, we're going to serve God. We're going to honor God. We're I discipline my body so that I don't have to we hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.